Hello, my friends. Or as it says in my show notes, watcher. Thanks for tuning in. You are listening to Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the UK geek science fiction, fantasy and horror podcast, episode 467. Recorded on Tuesday the 20th of December 2022 at 230445. Yes, we are back, or rather, I am back. I am donning the dressing gown and stick. Well, I'm not donning the stick, I'm leaning on the stick of wizarding and the dressing gown also of wizarding. You see a pattern forming here. Yeah, the dressing gown of wizarding, my grey fluffy dressing gown, is back from its holiday in the wardrobe. It is cold now. And that is also why I bought that detangling brush to smooth out the bobbly bits on the fleece. Ah, Today, I was doing a lot of editing for the last podcast, and after the last podcast, although I was standing up, I thought that would be better for my back. My back still wasn't great, and it's still not great tonight. In fact, I saw the doctor earlier this evening, and I'm going to have a couple of tests. I didn't get an appointment that quick, that appointment had been booked for a week or so now. Lest you think I have some kind of privileged access to medical care. Not at all, unfortunately, as I have complained about many times. Anyway, tonight we're not talking about Doctor Who. We are barely talking geek. Well, we're sort of talking geek. I have added a few items since I started these show notes, so we do have something to talk about. But it's going to be a bit tangential, a bit various. There isn't a detailed review of any geek IP this week. I didn't watch anything really worth reviewing. I have not read, although we'll get on to that in a bit. So let's just ramble. Let us take a leisurely stroll around the dread castle Royenstein. First item, Barbie. Have you seen the trailer for Mattel's Barbie movie? I have. I thought it's safe to watch because... I might actually watch the movie, but it's not something I'm incredibly looking forward to, like Indiana Jones or Guardians of the Galaxy to a lesser extent. I still haven't even seen the special. Or The Glass Onion. Haven't seen that yet. Trying to avoid spoilers and trailers at all costs. So, although I have asked for listener participation. Please don't ask me about those two movies until maybe a month after they come out, because I don't want those spoiled. Back to the Barbie movie. I loved the trailer. (laughs) Oh man, seeing Barbie there in that parody 
of The Ape Man and The Monolith with Barbie as The Monolith from 2001 A Space Odyssey, one of my favourite films, was great. I loved it. And was that Ryan Gosling playing a Ken? He looked ridiculous. That looks like a good movie. I'm looking forward to that. Well, I'm semi-looking forward to that. I mean, I'm not going to be disappointed if I don't see it the moment it comes out, but I'm not looking forward to it as much as I am Indiana Jones. And I only vaguely even know the title of that new movie. And even that I'm not going to share here, because if you are like me and also avoiding that, you won't want to even hear that. But yeah, Barbie does look good, mildly amusing, and yeah, very, very funny trailer. Do you know, I want to talk a bit about Barbie again. There's just something else I wanted to mention. It was a good trailer. I said they did the whole ape man around the monolith with Barbie as the monolith. They reenacted that whole scene. I thought it was cool because the ape men were little girls with baby type dolls. And once they saw the glory of Barbie blonde leggy bombshell, they immediately started destroying their baby dolls and throwing them away like the ape man banging on those bones. Ah, it was cool. Ah, this is going all over the place tonight. Okay, where are we in the notes? Sorry about that. Yeah, let's talk about Henry Cavill's Superman and The Rock's Black Adam. Well, this is going to be fairly short because all I need to say is they are both out of the DCU. So, so much for Henry Cavill's Superman post-credits scene in Black Adam. He appeared, Henry Cavill, the actor, to be very much looking forward to reprising his role as the Man of Steel. Now, with the return of James Gunn and Peter Safran, who are taking over the leadership of the DC Cinematic Universe, The Rock, and Henry Cavill are out. Dwayne The Rock Johnson in response unfollowed Black Adam and Warner Brothers on Twitter and Henry Cavill posted the end of his Superman career on his Instagram. He did it in quite a gentlemanly manner though. He did not write a diatribe of bile which is probably what I would have done and probably what he is privately feeling. Ah, That's not great. I think Henry Cavill made a fine Superman. In fact, I think that was probably one of the best roles of his career. Although the film wasn't incredibly good or anything, he was excellent as Superman. Let us move on to some Christmas viewing. Christmas viewing is already underway at Castle Ryanstein. I watched... Star Trek, the original series movies, The Undiscovered Country, and I'm about halfway through Generations. I might also go back and watch the Cybok movie, that is, Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, but I really want to cut back on the TV this Christmas. I've got a whole stack of really entertaining books to get through, 
And I'd like to do that. I'd like to squirrel myself away in my <laughs> tower <laughs> and just luxuriate in some books. I keep saying this every year and I keep not doing it, but I am fairly sick of television, which is partly why I don't have anything to review tonight. Television and movies. More Christmas viewing? Yeah, let's do this. Biologically rather Neanderthal, by her own admission and testing, anthropologist Brainbox Alice Roberts, a scientist I admire, a very attractive scientist that I admire, will guest star in a show I love, and that is Detectorist, in a Christmas special, probably just a one-off. I am... So glad that Mackenzie Crook is doing this. I really love Detectorist. I credit that series for making me fall back in love with history after my disastrous academic career was cut short. So yeah, that is definitely on the agenda for Christmas. But that's just one feature-length episode of a show. So that shouldn't eat too much into my reading time. Ah, okay, next. I have a little needless error correction about a Lulworth Cove trip that I mentioned. Ah, I had to remove the hood of the dressing gown of wizarding. That would be the hood of wizarding of the dressing gown of wizarding. Whew. Getting a bit warm in here. Back to that Lulworth Cove erratum. While watching the 13th Doctor regenerate on Durdle Door in The Power of the Doctor, I didn't realise I'd visited Lulworth Cove in Dorset years ago. I said in episode 465 that it was on a road trip. Uh, according to Mum, though... It was on a coach trip. I don't know why I feel the need to publicly correct my minor error, but in any case I do, so I have so there. As I said before, Lollowith Cove is a beautiful place and well worth a visit. And believe it or not, Dorset did not pay me to say that. Although, if they feel the need to, they can. Go to roymatur.com and click on support. <laughs> Did you hear that, Dorset Council? Okay, next thing. I mentioned this in 466, just in passing. Now I'll explain briefly. I've had a gear backtrack. You see, for my specific voice, my Shaw SM7B, does sound better than my Shaw SM58. But my fricative clicks, that sound, on the SM7B turn into a plosive pop, like that. And those pops can't be removed automatically by Paul L's D-Clicker plugin for Audacity. Also, on the SM7B, my breaths sound snorty, and my S's sound essier. 
So I'm back on the Shore SM58 that I call Rudolph because it has a red windscreen. All my other mics have names, by the way. They're all characters from 2000 AD. The Behringer XM8500 is General Blackblood. The Audio-Technica 875R is Robo Stogie from Robo Hunter. Hell yeah, and by the way, General Blackblood was a character in the ABC Warriors, and the SM7B is Rojaws. Probably one of my favourite robots of all time. Rojaws, another member of the ABC Warriors, the lowest in status, but the coolest robot. He was a short, cute robot with a shovel for one hand, and also... (laughs) Caterpillar tracks, and the reason I'm giggling, his job was a pooper scooper, or a litter bot, but really a pooper scooper. I don't know why I felt the need to tell you that, but I did. So there, I've done it again, I'm digressing. Anyway, back to my mic choice. I don't think the SM58 is the perfect mic for me, but in the end, does it really matter to me as a podcaster? No, I don't think so. There are the problems with my signal chain, of which the mic is only one, and besides, there are a great many good mics out there. The trick is to find one that suits most aspects of your spoken word voice, if you're a podcaster. And also, treating your environment the best you can. Now, I've tried that here. It hasn't been entirely successful. It does help that there's a lot of books, a lot of paper, a lot of soft furnishings, and I hang things that are soft. That sounds weirdly vicious. I don't mean hang as in murder, but things like my coats and a couple of jackets and throws and blankets, they're all strewn around the place. All that stuff helps. But it doesn't help enough, as you can probably hear. And there is also a window behind me. Oh. God, can you hear that? I don't know what that is. A modified engine? It's not a moped. But yeah. My environment isn't great. I'm making the most of it. And I'm back on the SM58. And also, just to prove myself completely hypocritical... My editing headphones are again the JVC HA-S160 flats, £10 a pop. Though the recently bought Bayer Dynamic DT150 do pick up all the same frequencies, the JVCs really emphasise the errors, even more so than the legendary Sony MDR-7506s. And also, they're more comfortable than the legendary Sony MDR-7506s. I know, because I've tried them all. The only problem with the JVC HA-S160s are that they are discontinued, so please don't buy them if you're listening to this and thinking, Ah, yes, Roy recommended those. Okay, they're good, but only one or two of you buy them. Ah, oh, I don't know. At some stage, I'm going to have to have a sale of equipment that I'm no longer using. I'll let you know in the podcast so that you can have first dibs. I'm constantly wittering on about gear, and I know it's boring. Do you think I'll ever cotton on to the fact that no one actually cares 
to hear me blathering on about audio gear? Will I ever make up my mind once and for all about what gear to use and what gear is best for me? We all know the answer to that question. Seriously, though, I will make a really strong effort to shut up about this from now on. Perhaps I'll only mention if I ever change mic again. But from now on, SM58. Until I change my mind again. Oh god, look, just forget it. Let's move on to the next subject. And as you'll hear, these subjects are going towards the tech area now, and will get increasingly aggravating for me to talk about, and probably for you to listen, but let's just cut the chit-chat and get on with it. Sorry about that. Okay, first of all, the Raspberry Pi stock for Fasco. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still using the word for Fasco. It's a combination of faff and fiasco. Okay, as a thanks to enthusiasts like me, Eben Upton blogged on the 12th, December, that 100,000 Raspberry Pis are to be released to the retail market over the Christmas period and, quote, split across 0W, 3A+, and the 2GB and 4GB variants of Raspberry Pi 4 for single unit sales. Translated, you can get anything up to a RPI 4 at 4 gigabyte as a single customer. You can't buy multiple units. I received a stock notification email from a retailer on the 14th, two days later, about a Raspberry Pi 4 with 8 gigabytes of RAM, but as it was the 8 gigabyte model, and when I went to that webpage, it still indicated out of stock. I think that was an error. It was a very disappointing error, but it was an error. So I am still without a Raspberry Pi. I've been waiting for two years now. I am still using my Raspberry Pi 3B+. Thank God I bought that the day it came out. It has been so useful. It has been my media box for years hasn't let me down yet. It's great. But I want another Pi and I don't have one. And I must say, I'm fed up with the Raspberry Pi Foundation. Raspberry Pis were supposed to be for education, hobbyists, and then industry in that order. But their official policy was to prioritise businesses through the pandemic years while leaving the common consumer like me, and perhaps you, out in the cold. I think this whole thing stinks, and it calls into question the Raspberry Pi Foundation's continuing status as a charity. I'm annoyed enough that I might ignore whatever existing and future single-walled computers the company brings out, though I'm not going to publicly burn any bridges just in case something great comes out, but I am very, very annoyed. I just don't like this attitude. It has been a tough couple of years, and it would have been nice to have something interesting to do with a pie. If you want one of those pies, I 
don't. I want a Raspberry Pi 4 with 8 gigabytes of RAM. But if your needs aren't that great, use the RPI locator to find one when one becomes available. But also go to the sites that sell them in your country, the legitimate accredited Raspberry Pi retailers, not the scalpers, and sign on for a stock notification. Just bear in mind now there are lots of alternatives. We also have Risk 5. There's a lot of stuff. Don't feel that you have to wait forever for a Raspberry Pi. Next, Elon. What have we learned? Don't poke the Elon. <laughs> That's what we've learned. And pouring on the cheek sauce, Elon Musk recently asked investors to go large and cough up the same price that he overpaid for Twitter, even after the mess he's made. I'm sure there are some people actually thinking about doing that. That's what I have to say about it. But it's the many, many bands that have made the news. Elon's got the hump with Jack Sweeney's Elon Jet. Ban him! Elon doesn't like journos talking about him. Ban them! People don't like him banning those journos. Unban them! Elon's jealous of Mastodon, and shortly thereafter other social media too. Ban them! Links to them, and pretend those links are dangerous. People turn on Elon and vote that he should leave in his own poll. Elon sulks, says only paying Twitterers can vote in future, and attempts to run away from Twitter. The people have spoken, etc. What an idiot. This is my advice on who should replace him. I've done my research on Google, and it turns out that a cardboard cutout of Elon Musk costs about £10 in the UK. What you need to do is get one of those, tape it to a window at Twitter HQ in San Francisco, and that's it. You're done. The free speech absolutist is an attention-seeking troll and a whiner trying to escape his own stupid purchase without losing face. It's too late for that, Elon. You've lost face, man. You know what else I think? I think that we collectively, as podcasters, as the media, as journalists, should stop reporting on all his childish antics for a month. Where would that leave him if we did that? If we just stopped talking about him? Because he is a one-man outrage machine. I'm getting sick of him. I'm getting sick of talking about him. I'm not going to talk about him. Moving on to Sam Bankman-Fried, who is in jail, as predicted on this very pod. Sam Bankman-Fried is in jail in the Bahamas and awaiting extradition to the USA on the charge of being a crook. Crook is, of course, not a legal term, but then I am, very obviously, not a solicitor. I'm a columnist. So there. The penultimate item in our ramble section is fusion. We have achieved fusion. Well, the Americans have. Widely reported and actually erroneous, 
was a science story that a nuclear fusion reaction successfully generated more energy than was put in. <laughs> I think they meant they unlocked the awesome power stored within the bonds of atoms, i.e. atomic fusion, which isn't quite the same thing and doesn't involve breaking the law of physics, no matter how many lasers you use. Quibbles aside, this amazing announcement heralds, wait for it, wait for it, a non-imminent technological breakthrough around 30 years from now. Let's end this item with a note to the future. How are you doing there? Did this happen? More importantly, have we met any aliens yet, and do they have cake? Forget fusion, aliens with cake. Finally, I bought a winter coat and hat, and now I look like the Ancient Mariner. I'm not sure the Ancient Mariner had a coat and a hat in that poem, but you get the idea. I recently bought a traditional duffel coat on special offer from a brand's outlet, as well as a fisherman's cap from a sort of novelty chandlery online. Both are excellent. The duffel coat is nice and warm. Nice wool blend. It's green. It has a hood. Every coat should have a hood because wizards. And the fisherman's cap is... It's a strong look. <laughs> I don't think I can wear it together with the duffel coat. That's just too much. And if you add wellies, that would be definitely too much. So, yeah, I will be wearing them, but separately. Just a tad too maritime together. Now, where can I get a pipe? <laughs> God. Ah, uh, okay. And that is it. That is it for the show tonight. Remember in pod 465 when I told you about an event of beautiful synchronicity that happened on the 10th, followed by a car-pranging incident on the 12th, though balanced by an excellent bit of dinner tray sledging. What I want to know is this seesawing of fortune, the universe seeking to maintain a relative balance. Will we ever know? Does anyone care? And if they do care, who are they? Are they working on it? And how did they get their funding when I can't fund my way out of a paper bag despite producing all these podcasts? I wish... I had an easy life writing pointless papers all day and taking long summer holidays. Not that I've got it in for anyone in particular. Anyway, by the power of tiredness, I vanish in a puff of smoke. You thought I was going to say something profound, didn't you? Something incredibly philosophical, something that you could take into future years and would guide your path with wisdom... No, none of that. Though I am guessing I will feel profoundly tired by the time I get to this part of the pod. Oh my god, I actually wrote that down, and I'm reading it out, and it's getting very meta. 
that's it. This show is produced, presented, and edited by me, Roy Matur, a writer. Matur is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMatur.com. I am not insane. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen. Recommend it to a friend or mortal enemy. Or click on the contact or support link on the website. Thanks for tuning in. You were listening to Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the UK geek science fiction, fantasy and horror podcast, episode 467, recorded on Tuesday the 10th of December 2022. And the time at the end of the show is... is... I have to squint... 23... 42.39. I am not quite sure what day the next pod will come out on. I'm guessing I will speak to you before Christmas, but just on the off chance that I don't. Merry Christmas, my fellow geeklings, Hoovians, friends, family... People who have been listening to me down the years, thank you, and happy Yule. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye for now. Bye. Phew, I went a bit manic towards the end, didn't I? Toodle-pip. Elon got the hump with Jack Sweeney. Elon's got the hump with Jack Sweeney's Elon jet. Ban him. Elon doesn't like journos talking... Oh, fuck. What am I doing?